Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we've come to our last study here. We've been looking about how to appeal to unbelievers. And we want to talk about how to appeal for a decision, or we need to appeal for a decision as we're dialoguing, as we're talking with people. So thus far, just a quick recap. We've talked about a using creation, that Paul appealed to creation. He used it as his ally because creation is the greatest revelation of God to mankind. You can't deny it. You can't hide from it. It is right in your face, and so we should use that. He utilized their conscience, the fact that everybody's conscience is screaming that God exists. It takes more work to deny God's existence than it does to accept his existence. And so he used that. He used a springboard of what uh, their critics or what some people, their poets had written to say, hey, they said this. What do you think about it? And then when last of all, in our previous episode, we ended with the most important part, and that is he appealed to Jesus Christ. That is the goal. That is our aim. That's where we're trying to get people to. But unfortunately, in our culture today, many people will have baggage or many people will have a lack of understanding or knowledge. Uh, we're in much of a post-Christian culture, meaning not everybody knows who God is. Not everybody has read the Bible. Not everybody knows who Jesus Christ is. Uh, they may only know of him as a historical figure. And so we have to work through that by identifying who our audience is. And then we know where to begin. And so we may not begin with Jesus Christ, though that's where we're heading to. We may have to work through some of the creation stuff. We may have to work through uh, some of the issues there of God's existence, of what they believe about the Bible. Um, and we can do that by asking open-ended questions, by dialoguing, and having the courage and the initiation to do so. And so as we lead people towards Jesus Christ, and maybe it's multiple conversations, and we, we shared this in a previous episode, remember, we're either watering, we're either cultivating the soul, or we're reaping. But as we think about gardening this time of year here, April, May, uh, there's a lot of effort that goes into preparing the soil, to planting the seed, to pruning, fertilizing, and all that. So, so much more time is put into that aspect of the vegetable or of the crop then reaping the fruit happens very quickly. And so we must understand that, as Paul said, uh, Paulus is watered, I have uh, done this part, uh, but we all do it together. We're all in this together. So whether you're watering, whether you're planting, whether you are fertilizing, or whether you're reaping the fruit, uh, we're all in this together. But as we bring them to the opportunity to share Jesus Christ with them, we present the gospel that with them, we see that Paul, and we also learn ourselves, we need to bring them to a point of decision. How do we know Paul did that? Well, here we have in Acts 17 his presentation, his response to these people, and it tells us here at the very end, uh, it says, And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Now, can I just say this? Some are always, there's always going to be some that will mock you. I don't like that. Some people are just going to say, you don't know what you're talking about. I can't believe you believe in that kind of stuff. They're going to mock you. Paul had the same experience. That is life. Not everybody is going to receive the message that we're giving, but you and I are not responsible 
whether they receive it or not, you and I are responsible of our obedience to Christ and sharing it. So others, some mocked, and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. And so there's going to be some, for two different reasons, they're going to say, look, I need to put it off because I need some time to think about it. I need to get some more questions answered, and so we want to be there to help them through that. Some people are going to put it off because they're just, they don't want it. There's, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not ready. I want to continue doing this in life. I'm not ready to commit my life to Christ or commit my life to some uh, type of uh, church or religion or something. That's why we always want to keep it on the person of Christ. So we're not asking you to join a church. We're, uh, I mean, join a religion. We're asking you to follow Jesus Christ, which, yes, does include the church, the body of Christ, and becoming a member or a partner of that institution. But then it says here at the end, and I love this, how be it certain men clave unto him and believed. And it gives their names. And I love the word clave there. The Bible tells us that uh, a man and a woman, a man is to leave his father and his father and mother, and him and his wife are to cleave together, to become one. That's the same word that's used here. Howbeit certain men clave unto Paul. What do you mean? They literally wrapped their arms around his legs and said, you're not going anywhere, Paul. We have believed your message. It has been foreign to us. We've not had someone give us a truth, so we are not leaving your side. Please disciple us. Please instruct us. Please teach us more. That's what you see going on here. And as you and I uh, experience unbelievers who maybe have been void of truth or never had the opportunity to receive truth, they've been fed a lot of lies, a lot of error through our culture, maybe even through the education system. There's going to be many people that want more, and so we're going to need to be there. But what we want to focus on here is Paul brought them to a point of decision. He shared Jesus Christ with them and said, look, you have to do something with it. I would love to say that when we share Jesus Christ that everybody's going to know what the next step is, but not everyone's going to know what they should do or how they should respond. So it's very important for you and I as we offer the gift of eternal life. And I love the illustration of a gift because it helps us. I mean, you think about a gift, most anybody understands what a gift is. We have gifts at Christmas. We have gifts uh, for birthdays. We have gifts here in our culture for Mother's Day, Father's Day. So most people, even in other cultures, will understand a gift. Now, the Bible refers to eternal life as a gift. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, uh, Romans six twenty three, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so you can illustrate the gift. If I have a gift here for you, uh, I want to give it to you. When you, it was a gift, there's nothing you can do to earn it. A gift is given freely. But as I offer you the gift, you have the option to do something here. You either can take the gift, or you can refuse the gift. You are not. I'm not going to force the gift on you. But you didn't do anything to earn it. I'm offering you the gift that is eternal life. But as I'm offering it, and as you offer this person Jesus Christ, and you share the gospel, they have a decision to make. Would you like to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? Would you like to call on Him as your Savior? They're going to tell you yes or no, and that's you bringing them to a point of decision. They say, well, yeah, but how do I do that? And you can say, look, it's not the words, it's not this prayer that I'm praying, but it's just you calling out. I mean, the thief on the cross, he said, remember me. And Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But he believed there was a recognition of believing who Jesus Christ was. And I love the word call. That's another good illustration because we pick up our phones and call people. And we're literally just calling out to Jesus and saying, confessing, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come into my heart and save me. 
and you can guide someone through that, and they can call out to Jesus Christ. The most beautiful thing is, is when they do it on their own. When you say, would you like to accept God's free gift of salvation? Yes, I would. Uh, well, do you want to call on him? Yes. And then they right there, they call out, and they say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please save me. Um, but you can guide them through that. So you and I need to give them an opportunity to accept God's free gift of salvation or help them also to see this. If you don't accept it and it's been offered to you, you are refusing it. So you cannot stand, this person cannot stand before God on Judgment Day and say, look, you, you never gave me an opportunity. He can say, yes, I did, but you refused the gift. So as you and I offer it, uh, people have two choices, to accept it, or to refuse it. Even if you're putting it off, in ultimate reality, they are refusing it. So we are not responsible for whether people believe or not. And please don't hold that burden on your shoulders. There was a, a little while in my Christian life where when I was witnessing and trying to share my faith and talking to people, whether it be friends, strangers, whatever, uh, college students, and uh, I'd make progress, but then they just, you know, they'd want to put it off or they'd mock or whatever, like we see here in our passage. Uh, and I would carry that weight, like uh, I, I must do something else. And I'm not saying we should not pursue more, we should not answer more questions and dialogue, but you and I are not responsible. We are only responsible and we are being obedient when we carry the message. They are not saying no to you or yes to you. They are saying no to God Almighty or they're saying yes to God Almighty. And as we navigate with people in our culture, I, can, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to someone, shared the gospel, and they just honestly don't know what to do on the end, how to accept the free gift, how to call out to him. And so you and I need to be there to guide them through that, to help them to take their next step. And then also as we do that, I think there's another important aspect here that Paul teaches us is when somebody believes on Jesus Christ, we can't just leave them. I think that can be a, uh, a negligence on our part of the gospel that, yes, they got saved, victory, we're good, and I'm going on to the next person. But man, that's just the beginning now they need to grow. I mean, I wonder how many people have uh, been witnessed to, maybe at a door, maybe in a restaurant, wherever. And I understand we have to be that way. We may not, we're traveling, maybe we're knocking on doors, we may not see them again, but if at all possible, we need to see if we can take them to the next step of their faith, to make sure they get connected to a church, to make sure they grow, to make sure they understand some of the key elements. So whether you walk with them through some discipleship, that could be a book. It could be, I mean, a discipleship book. It could just be some answering some questions or just sharing some of the key elements of why church is important, you know, what you do at church, what, what you do as far as reading your Bible, how to pray, these different just key aspects of our Christian faith. We need to take them, uh, as you and I pursue our next step on our podcast here, we need to take them to their next step and not just to leave them. Uh, yes, with salvation, which is very important, the most important part of their soul, but then in order for them to grow, in order for them to share their faith. And so Paul gives us a great model here, beginning with creation all the way up to Jesus Christ, and you and I bringing them to a point of decision. Uh, we're going to follow up just two more episodes, just uh, kind of the same thought process here. We'll look at it uh, Thursday and Tuesday. And on this idea of getting up close and personal with people, we're talking about that here, but I want to look at one more passage of Scripture in the book of Acts, and it teaches us how important it is as you and I take our next step to, uh, to energize our faith, to be faithful, to share, and to engage others. 
Uh, many times we are so disconnected in our culture today, especially coming off the uh, pandemic and being isolated. And it's very easy just to stay away from people. But we see so many times in uh, the Bible that the gospel goes forth as we have these up close and personal encounters with people. And so I want to look at that. It doesn't mean we can't use podcasts and YouTube and social media. All that's effective. But we see what may be the most effective is life on life. Is a person in a person. It's uh, the smile, the the interaction, and that's what God uses. So check in on that episode as we look two more times on this thought of getting up close and personal and just challenging ourselves to share our faith with others. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.